0: Hey folks, thanks for being a member of the Cafe Insider community. In addition to the Cafe Insider podcast and my weekly note, you also get bonus material from my interviews on Stay Tuned with Preet. This is exclusively for you. Hope you enjoy it. So going back to restaurants and eating, you've been very forthright and candid about your struggles with weight at various times of your life. And one would think that during the years that you were eating professionally, that would have been difficult in terms of your relationship with your weight. And in fact, you have written, the opposite is true. How can that be?
1: Um, yeah, no, the opposite was totally true. I, I've never been fitter and thinner in my life than the years I was a restaurant critic. I wish I could get back to that fitness and thinness now. <laughs> and no, by truly. the way, when you were going to restaurants, I meant to ask you this
0: earlier, one reason why you might be given away is that you probably, I'm guessing, as a critic, and you want to sample a lot of food, you're ordering more than the average person might order, correct? Correct.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, you're 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 going with three other people usually. Uh, four is sort of the perfect table size. You're telling everybody to order different dishes, and then you're treating the table as almost kind of like a lazy susan. You know, you're rotating things around because your job as a critic is you're trying to sample as much of the menu as possible.
0: So, how did you not gain weight? And, and by the way, it's free, right? The Times was paying for your meal.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So no. free <laughs> it's a, food. It's a big budget item at the Times. It's basically you
0: had a, you had an all-you-can-eat job, and yes, and yet. You maintained trimness
1: in an all-you-can-eat job. I'm confused. Well, I mean, part of the answer is, you know, I used the verb sample before. You're not pigging out on this stuff. You're sampling it. And when you approach food as something that you're appraising, when it is a job, you're not eating as heedlessly as you do in other situations. And so there's an almost automatic portion control that happens. Um, because you're not approaching food as, you know, let me stuff myself. Uh, you're approaching it with much more discernment. And that kind of is a, is a hedge against overindulgence. Um, but the other thing is most of us, when we fail to control our weights, as I'm, as I'm failing some right now, um, you know, it's because we can say, you know, tomorrow I'll be good. Next week I'll go on a diet. When you're a restaurant critic, you can't diet and you can't tell yourself the lie. That you're going to make up with an asceticism tomorrow for the indulgence of today. And once you remove that, once you realize, no, like every, like today and tomorrow, I cannot give up food. I have to, I have to, my only choice here is to eat in a measured fashion. Um, you, you end up doing that because of the lies you can't tell yourself. And then the other thing is when you know that every day needs as a matter of, of, of your profession to be, Full of a certain amount of food, um, I never kept to exercise regimens the way I did then. I ran probably six miles most days along with paying for my restaurant bills. The Times paid my gym membership because oh, they saw that great. as a legitimate part of the restaurant critic job <laughs> right. and I probably spent I probably spent two and a half hours a day working out because I viewed that as part of my job for me to have the appetite that I needed to have to go into those restaurants. And enjoy food in the vicarious way that my readers wanted me to. For me to be able to keep doing it in a healthy fashion, day after day, those hours of exercise I viewed as part of my job, and so that's how it all worked out in a uh, in a fit fashion. Is is there
0: that does, does it does there stand out in your mind a singular worst meal
1: that you ate at a restaurant that you had to review? I remember. Yes, I remember. It wasn't that the meal was so singularly bad. It was that the whole experience seemed to me so grating and nonsensical. But there, there was a restaurant that I, I wrote what many people told me years later. They thought was my was my um, most amusing negative review, and it's a restaurant in New York called Ninja, and I think it still Already. exists. <laughs> Already, I, yeah. that's a problem. And I think it still exists, uh, and it's funny because after that review came out, many of my my friends said, "Well, that restaurant has a couple weeks left," and I think Ninja is still going strong, but it's going strong because parents with a lot of money take their children there because it is a bastardized version of of sushi and japanese cuisine served in this sort of labyrinth that's like a Walt Disney ride and the and the servers where where what i guess are supposed to be ninja costumes i'm no i'm no Uh, authority on, on, on authentic ninja wear, um, you know, and they kind of scream at you and jump out of corners and, and deliver your food in clouds of smoke. Um, and I mean, I just, I wanted, I wanted to end my life right there in that restaurant rather than endure the next several hours, but there's a market for that. And you know what? I mean, great, great different things turn us all on, follow your bliss, you know, and en- embrace what makes you happy. And if, um, if yelping and gyrating servers dressed <laughs> supposedly as ninjas and carrying mediocre sushi, if, if that's your bliss, great. I want to end with a question about how you felt about
0: and the appreciation you had for the power you had potentially over the success or failure of a restaurant. Obviously, ninja thrives, as you said. And, and the reason I asked the question is not many people know this. I've mentioned it before on the podcast, I think. My dad and my uncle and a friend of my dad's opened up the second Indian restaurant in the state of New Jersey. I think back in 1977, something like that, before Indian food was what it is today and and widely popular, not just in urban areas, but in suburban areas too. And they put a lot of money into it to to recreate what they experienced as great Indian meals from uh, the country of our birth. And one day announced with a great fanfare in our house was the fact that there was going to be a restaurant reviewer and it was a guy named Bob Lape, L-A-P-E, still remember his name, who was the restaurant critic for WABC local television. And the amount of fretting that my, my dad and my uncle did in worrying about how that review would come out was something that I had never seen before. Do you, how did you think about that?
1: Um, I thought very seriously about it because it is it is a job much more than many other critics' jobs because there are so many film critics. there's so many people who review a television show or a book, whereas the area's restaurant critic is often the only person who, who reviews a restaurant. Um, most of the bad meals I had, Preet, I never wrote about because if it was a terrible meal – at the kind of establishment that was going to be killed off by a review that nobody was curious about that wasn't well capitalized. I just moved on. Um, when I wrote a negative review, it was written after at least three visits to the restaurant. It was, it was written after giving restaurants every benefit of the doubt. And it was most often written about a kind of restaurant that had a degree of capitalization or a degree of public curiosity about it um, that really meant it was fair game morally. Um, And the other thing I thought is, well, I wanted to always be entirely respectful and cognizant of the economic consequences of writing a negative review. I also wanted to be respectful and cognizant of people's hard-earned money. Um, You know, there are many people who swan into a restaurant with a corporate expense account, and it doesn't really hurt much if they feel they've wasted their money. There are also a great many people um, who are making a budgetary decision to spend money um, that they don't have in hyperabundance on this meal in the hope that they will have a wonderful, uh, wonderful evening? And if you can save those people um, from wasting their hard-earned money, well, I mean that—that's a moral good that's part of the picture as well.
0: Thank you again for becoming a Cafe Insider. Listen to the Cafe Insider podcast every Tuesday and stay tuned every Thursday.